0: I'm not talking about a blood test, I'm talking about a poop test of H. pylori to make sure you don't have it. And I'm not talking about a it's positive or negative, I'm talking about the actual amount in the stool. Like I want to see numbers across the screen that tell me whether or not you're dealing with H. pylori. Because this stuff, I will tell you, I was not this serious about it before, but having experienced it myself, it is so painful. I would not wish this upon anyone. Hey, my name is Leanne Vogel. I'm fascinated with helping women navigate how to eat, move, and care for their bodies using a low-carb diet. I'm a small-town holistic nutritionist turned three-time international best-selling author turned functional medicine practitioner, offering telemedicine services around the globe to women looking to better their health and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm here to teach you how to wade through the wellness noise to get to the good stuff that'll help you achieve your goals. We're supporting your low-carb life beyond the if-it-fits-your-macros conversation. Hormones, emotions, relationship to your body, workouts, letdowns, motivation, blood work, detoxing, metabolism. I'm providing the tools to put your motivation into action. Think of it like quality time with your bestie mixed with a little med school so you're empowered at your next doctor visit. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn about your body and how to care for it better. This is the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, friend. This is episode 405 of the Keto Diet Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. We're talking about my personal health journey. Now, we've done a couple of these in the past, starting with episode 384. We talked about my personal health journey of recovering from an eating disorder. Then in episode 387, we talked about my personal health journey of finding keto. And then episode 390, issues with keto, episode 394 parasites, mold, and lime. And today, welcome. It's episode 405 and we are talking about H. pylori. Yeah, it's a fun one. If you've never had H. pylori, you should be thankful. It is absolutely terrible. It's some of the most painful, it's like one of the most painful things I've had to endure. And like I have tattoos all over my body and that was nothing compared to H. pylori. So I love that God humbles me on a monthly basis or like a daily basis if we're being honest. And one of those things was H pylori. I have worked with H pylori for like over 10 years, I've had multiple clients with H. pylori gone through H. pylori protocols. And I got to say, I never took it very seriously. I was like, yep. Okay. We got this. Let's kill it. No big deal, whatever. And I, I think looking back, I could have been a lot more empathetic of potential pain that they could have experienced. And so God humbled me in this. And I will never, ever, 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 ever discount the pain. Not that I discounted it before, but I just didn't think it was a big deal. So every time I see somebody, with H. pylori now, I'm like, are you okay? Can I help in any other way? You know, I, I much more think about the comfort of people. You know, there are some H. pylori protocols. We're going to get into some of my favorite components. Oftentimes I just use two antimicrobial agents and call it a day, but now I'm like, how much pain are you in? What other supports do we need? Do we need to bring in something like back, black humans to like really help settle the gut? And just all those things, I think about it a lot more. And this is a blessing, right, of just... I'm a practitioner first and an influencer second, and I think it's important to understand the difference. A practitioner is educated on a bunch of things that they haven't experienced personally. Okay, So I can help somebody explant their breast implants if they're having issues. I don't do the explant myself, of course, no, you wouldn't want me to do this, but I can help prepare your body for before and then start healing your body after with protocols, even though I've not experienced that personally because I'm a practitioner, I'm educated in that. I know how to help. I can help a four lows pattern in your hair tissue mineral analysis, even though I've never been through it. Looking back, I probably have, but I haven't treated myself for that. And so, as a practitioner, I have to know a lot of different things about things that have not happened to me, but as an influencer, there are things that happen to me, like I've had H. pylori, I've had parasites, I've had mold illness. I'm dealing with a little bit of Borrelia stuff that I really haven't addressed. I will in the future, and I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of stuff that I will learn as as I go through that. I've had issues with keto. I've done keto, I did carnivore for literally two days. I think I'm pretty certain that I will never do carnivore, but like never say never. I'm just about, I don't think I will ever dabble in vegan ever, ever again for more than a day just like when I'm feeling a little bit crazy, I want to eat a bunch of chickpeas and strawberries and sit under the sun. But like other than that, I do not think I will be vegan for any amount of time. But you know, as as an influencer part of this, then I can share my experiences and what, what I resonated with. But as a practitioner, I understand that my personal experience might not be your personal experience. And I need to look at things clinically. If we were to work together, I prepare a program for you because my experience is probably not going to be your experience. So while this series is super helpful just so that you guys can get to know me better and understand that I don't have my stuff together at all and things will continue to happen. We live in a fallen world and so this stuff is going to happen. I'm sure, you know, dealing with H. pylori, though I hope it's my last time having to deal with that, it's so prevalent. I wouldn't be surprised if I had to deal with it again sometime. That's why I find it so, 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 so important for everyone to do a gut test at least once a year so that we're on top of it. So without blabbing on too long, well, We're just going to keep blabbing. I want to talk about what H. pylori is, how we get it, what the symptoms are, how to test for it, how to treat it, everything. So let's just dive in. So H. pylori is a gram-negative bacteria that burrows into the gastric lining of the stomach where it produces urease, which alkalizes the gut pH and causes acid reflux sometimes. I'm going to say acid reflux sometimes. Okay. So basically it's a bacteria that wedges into your stomach and causes the stomach to stop having stomach acid. So what happens a lot of the time is we'll get acid reflux or heartburns, we'll take a Tums or any sort of garbage like that, which will even lower our issue even further and alkalizes the stomach even more. And so stomach acid is even lower because H. pylori likes an alkaline environment. It can't live in acid, okay? So it it constantly tries to lower the stomach acid, and this is why, guys, it's so important to make sure you don't have H. pylori before you start taking hydrochloric acid supplements, because hydrochloric acid supplements will increase the stomach acid, and while you think that's a good idea, the H. pylori will bury up into the stomach lining even further. This is why I am totally, absolutely, freakishly not okay with supplementing with hydrochloric acid until you've tested the gut until you are absolutely certain i'm not talking about a blood test i'm talking about a poop test of h pylori to make sure you don't have it and i'm not talking about a it's positive or negative i'm talking about the actual amount in the stool like i want to see numbers across the screen that tell me whether or not you're dealing with h pylori because this stuff I will tell you, I was not this serious about it before, but having experienced myself, it is so painful. I would not wish this upon anyone. I had a really painful experience with it. My husband, Kevin, whose infection was way worse than mine on paper, felt nothing. Okay, So, there you have it. So In a strong body, we should be able to fight this thing off, but if you're dealing with low stomach acid because you don't have enough sodium in your diet, you don't have enough potassium, you don't have enough zinc you have a lot of stress, you're going to have low stomach acid, and if you're dealing with parasites, SIBO, mold, lime, you're more likely to have H. pylori along with that. If you drink tap water, more likely to have H. pylori. If you have been in contact with somebody who has had H. pylori, carries H. pylori, then chances are you're going to get a 2. That's why when one person has H. pylori in a household there's that conversation that needs to happen. Like, Hey, um, you want everyone to be on an H. Pylori protocol? Cause we should. (laughs) We get it through contaminated food and water seawater, drinking water, vegetables, food of animal origin. Also, I think I got mine from fish that we, we prepared in the Bahamas. I bought it from a fisherman and I just didn't want to catch it myself. I was tired and then I got H. pylori. So uh, that's great. Some of the symptoms of H. pylori include belching, burping, gas, quickly following a meal, bad breath, feeling full while eating or after meals, difficulty digesting fruits and vegetables. Uh, You can also find undigested food in your stools. Stomach pain, burning or aching, this was mine. Like my stomach felt, I felt like I was dying. Like it hurt so bad. It was so painful and nothing helped. It usually onset like about, for me, it was like 45 minutes after eating. Generally, it's like one to four hours. You can get temporary relief using antacids, more food, milk, carbonated beverages. I know that carbonated beverages helped like a little bit, but then it made it even worse after it was terrible. You can have heartburn too, indigestion, abdominal bloating, constipation, diminished appetite. Oh man, I never want to go back there. It was horrible. So how do you know you have it? While most people are infected with the bacteria and never experience any symptoms, some may develop gastritis, which is inflammation of the stomach lining, or peptic ulcers, which are sores in the lining of the stomach or duodenum. Basically, the duodenum is the beginning of the small intestine. It's like this little, I think of it like this little room where all the things you eat go into to like get broken down further. And when that food becomes like a mushy mush mess in your stomach then going into the duodenum it's called chyme at that point and so the duodenum's role is to really get all the enzymes in there get the bile in there and get things moving and grooving so that it can enter the small intestine and start to be absorbed mm-hmm. A while back, we were talking about my experience with H. pylori. It was not fun. If you're not familiar, this is a stomach infection. It's terrible. I hope that you never have to experience it. One of the key things that was helpful as I was overcoming stomach pain, stomach issues, indigestion was apple cider vinegar. I cannot even tell you what a difference apple cider vinegar made when I just wasn't feeling good in the belly. Now, apple cider vinegar does a whole bunch of things beyond digestion, but let's go through the basics. It balances blood sugar, banishing cravings and encouraging fat loss. Apple cider vinegar will improve protein absorption and digestion, helping you break down animal proteins so you can use those nutrients more effectively. It stabilizes your blood sugar, which helps improve energy and mood. It aids in the healthful aging process. It has been shown to lower morning glucose, fasting glucose, and help stabilize blood sugar by increasing the ability of our muscles to take up sugar from our blood. The apple cider vinegar in Paleo Valley supplement is paired with turmeric, ginger, cinnamon, and lemon, all organic, for even further support. Plus, you won't burn your esophagus drinking this stuff now. I've been known to mix some apple cider vinegar in with some brewed tea. In fact, I think one of those recipes is in my book, The Keto Diet. But if you don't feel like playing around with that stuff and supplements are just so much easier for you and you think you could benefit from ongoing apple cider vinegar supplementation, head on over to paleovalley.com. And load up and grab a couple of bottles of their Apple Cider Vinegar Complex and whatever else catches your eye. The superfood bars are amazing if you're looking for a recommendation. And when you enter the code KETO, all in caps, at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's paleovalley.com and use the code KETO for 15% off your first order. So The allopathic approach to H. pylori is to basically wait until you get diagnosed with an ulcer. There are many, many people that carry H. pylori and don't even know that they do. I think my husband being one of them, I tested his GI, well, we tested it at the same time and his, his GI map was really high and he doesn't feel a lot of things, okay? So um, I'm like, we need to work on this stat for you and definitely for me because I have symptoms, but a lot of times people won't have symptoms. So the best way to know whether or not you have H. pylori is to test for it. Now, not all tests are created equal. There's this company called Viome, V-I-O-M-E. I've seen so many of their reports. I think they're absolute garbage and it's a total waste of money. And please save your $150. Don't even bother because it will literally tell you nothing of value that you can actually act on. I know that that's pretty bold, but like, I just get so frustrated because $150 is a lot of money, and if it tells you literally nothing, like save your money and spend money on something that's actually going to provide you value. So, if you have a health spending account or you have a naturopathic doctor that's covered, you can get a GI map from Diagnostic Solutions as long as they know how to read it. Ask them if they understand the three dysbiotic patterns and what to do with those dysbiotic patterns after you get a GI map test your stool. If H. pylori comes back, generally, I would recommend treating it. So if you have it, pretty much everyone in your house may have it too. So that's something to consider. And not a lot of practitioners will comment on that or talk about that. And you'll end up just passing it back and forth and back and forth. And you spend a bunch of money on a protocol and then it comes back and you're like, what gives? So it's probably your husband or it's probably your wife giving you this H. pylori over and over and kids can pass it, too. So how we kill it in the allopathic world is with triple antibiotic therapy. So I got H. pylori in July 2022. I know the minute that I got it, I could feel that it wasn't right. And we were in the Bahamas. We still had a month and a half left in our trip. And I was like, I cannot wait to test my stool because I have a feeling this is really bad. I had no I had never experienced anything like this. It didn't feel like a parasite sort of thing. It was something completely different. And I was so curious what it was because I was in so much pain. It definitely felt more bacterial, but I had no idea. I had no idea. So we get back to the States and I already had ordered two GI map kits, one for myself, one for my husband. We did it. We sent it in. We got the results. And I had told... My nurse practitioner at the time, because I have a nurse practitioner that I work with just to like have somebody on my team, you know, and I would said like, I think there's I some sort of bacterial thing happening in my gut. And she's like, you probably don't. I'm sure you're just stressed. And I'm like, no, there's definitely something wrong. Like I'm not eating. It hurts so bad. So I got the results back. It ended up being H. pylori and not too high, really. Like it was around 800, um, Kevin's was like 2,800 something. Um, so like pretty high, but no virulence factors. So the virulence factors give us an understanding of like, I don't want to say severity, but like severity. Um, and just like how, yeah, I guess I could say severity of it. And so I shared it with my nurse practitioner and she was like, Leanne, you need to go on triple antibiotic therapy. This is so serious. You know, this could kill you. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think I'll be fine. I'm just going to do my thing. So, yeah, I'll just, I'll show you my negative result when it comes in, in December. And yeah, I got a negative result because I killed that thing and I didn't have to use triple antibiotic therapy. So you might decide to use antibiotic therapy. I have not seen that be helpful like ever, but you know, maybe the types of clients that I'm attracting, You know i'm not going to see the super super serious serious cases and when i do see super serious cases it's usually with a bunch of other pathogens that i have to involve a doctor in and sometimes those people decide you know like to do a combination herbal and allopathic approach, and and that's really up to you. But my job here and what I've always tried to do is educate you so that you can make the best decisions. And since this is a series all about me and what my journey has been, I'll tell you what I did. Okay? So my number one goal with H. pylori for myself was to get myself comfortable oh man, so pain. So did I tell you it was painful? Because it was painful. I am not a baby at all. I can handle like a lot of pain, but this was like next level. So I wanted to use something from Byron White called AHP. It's a a line of supplements I really, really love. They're kind of hard to get. I do have them uh, for my clients. And one of the active ingredients of AHP is cumin. Oh, Let me tell you, cumin was so helpful with my stomach pain. Anytime I had just a couple of drops of AHP in water, it like instantly provided so much relief. I just loved it so much. I was so thankful for that specific supplement for overall just pain. I also use Repairvite GT from um, Apex, which just like, oh, felt so good on my belly because I was in so much pain. A couple of other like herbals that you want to look for in an H. pylori protocol, generally uh, zinc carnosine is a good one. Um, Mastic is a really good one. Like You need a lot of mastic, like three grams per day of mastic. Berberine is another good one. Olive leaf extract s Bellardi that'll repair the lining, especially when paired with low uh, secretory IgA, which is a marker in the GI map. Also, colostrum can sometimes be helpful. Not always. Depends on that Sig A. Uh, DGL, it's not great for killing off H. pylori, but it's definitely helpful for like soothing the belly, and that's what was in the RepairVite GT that I really liked. Uh, Golden Thread was also uh, a really good one. I didn't use it personally because mine wasn't paired uh, with a lot of liver stuff or the need to kill off parasites, but I love Golden Thread for liver and parasite work. N-acetylcysteine is always good for biofilm, bitters just to help digestion. Green tea also to help with mucosal lining. So those are some of like the components that I like to use in an age pylori protocol, but it really depends on the person and like what they need and all the things. Mm-hmm. So I track my macros every three to four days instead of every day because I don't know about you, but I can get really nuts over the whole process if I'm doing it daily. But the twice a week tracking helps me stay on target, helps me learn my natural tendencies, especially when I'm left unsupervised, and it actually encourages me to change habits ongoing. This process has helped me feel out what it's like when I don't eat enough fat in the day. I'm sure you've had this feeling before too. The clock strikes like 7.30 p.m. You've had dinner a little over an hour ago, and now you're in the mood for something. On days I'm tracking, this feeling is always because I don't have enough fat during the day. Always. I'm usually about 20 to 30 grams or 180 to like 270 calories short of my fat for the day with a very little wiggle room on carbs or protein. That's never a problem for me. So what do you do when you're hungry? You have 200-ish calories to spare, but they can only be mostly fat. Now, if you're hardcore like me, coconut oil definitely came to mind. But no, that's not where we're going today. We're going to talk about macadamia nuts. Instead of grabbing for that snack size boom chicka pop or those keto Oreos from Costco, macadamia nuts are the world's natural fat bomb, rich in monounsaturated fat, over 60% fiber, and has a potent dose of potassium too. This is the mineral that sensitizes your cells to uptake thyroid hormones so that your metabolism stays revved up. One serving of 270 calories and a whopping 27 grams of fat, so you can hit your fat macro without having to eat another one of those cream cheese fat bombs you have in your freezer. No thanks. And let's talk a sec about monounsaturated fats. They encourage weight loss, they reduce pain and stiffness, they lower the risk of heart disease and stroke, they balance out LDL cholesterol, and improve blood sugar control. Plus, macadamias taste delicious, but it's really hard to find macadamia nuts that don't taste like plasticky or they're really crumbly and dry and they don't have crunch. This is why the only brand I trust and prefer is House of Macadamias, because they source directly from farmers and hand sort their products in the world's leading harvest facility in South Africa. I love, love, love the macadamia packs from houseofmacadamias.com. Each little packet is loaded with flavor. They have onion, sea salt, zesty salsa, chocolate, white chocolate, and white chocolate raspberry dipped dairy-free flavors loaded with those fats that you need without any funky ingredients. And did I say they're all dairy-free? That's incredible head to houseofmacadamias.com slash KDP and check out their selection of fat-filled snacks. They even have bars too, which I really enjoy. And if you like what you see, use the code KDP20 for 20% off your first purchase. That's houseofmacadamias.com slash KDP. Use the code KDP20 for 20% off. So, Yeah, I went on a protocol for 10 weeks. After the 10 weeks, I went off of everything, waited four weeks, tested my stool again and H pylori free. Yeah, just like that. No antibiotics. Thank the Lord, because I really didn't want to do that. In fact, around the time that i knew that there was something wrong with my stomach when we got back to the states i um, did an apet or a, sorry a cyrex laboratory panel for autoimmune conditions and what i was really looking for was gi based autoimmune conditions and i scored equivocal and out of range on all the gi pieces so that was a really good indication that like no 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 i'm not gonna do any antibiotics if i can avoid it so i gave myself three months i said if the h pylori is still there in three months i will do the antibiotic stuff but i definitely don't want it to be my first my first order of action on all of this. I really want to see if I can provide support with uh, antimicrobials and just doing things more holistically. So I'm so happy that it helped. I'm so happy I don't have H. pylori and I'm so sad for anyone that does because it's literally the worst, but it's not impossible to kill. I remember the day that I just started feeling better and I was like, oh, finally relief because that was like a month and a half of just waiting to get the test and then another three weeks waiting for the results. So it was like two months of agony before I even knew what was wrong and then like another month and a bit until it started working. So it was like a long time. And that's why guys like, I know. Thinking of spending $400 on a stool test and you're like, how the heck am I going to make that work? But when I was looking at the antibiotics and the cost of putting that sort of thing together, it was far more than $400 without health insurance. So let me tell you, I'm so thankful and I totally stand behind once a year get a stool test whether it's on your own and learning those dysbiotic patterns yourself or involving a doctor or a practitioner like myself that can go through um, those dysbiotic patterns and really provide support so important i personally use diagnostic solutions gi map i found it to be the most reliable with those dysbiotic patterns and really understanding what's going on there and just making sure that your gut is on point. We want a gut that's happy, healthy, and working well because it really floods out to the rest of the body. So. That was my experience with H. pylori. I hope you never get it, but if you do, I hope you remember this episode. Or if you have a friend that's currently dealing with belching, burping, stomach pain, bad breath, gas following a meal, like all those things we talked about, indigestion, a heartburn, acid reflux, share this episode with them, because so many people don't know they have H. pylori, and unfortunately, allopathic care, it's not really going to test for it. I cannot tell you how many people come to me in so much pain and we test with the GI map and it's H. pylori. So, there you have it. Another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. I'll see you back here next week. And if you're like, hey, this sounds great, I want to work with Leanne, you can definitely go to healthfulpursuit.com, check out the shop page, and on there it goes through details of how you can work with me um, if you're looking for a practitioner to guide you through this sort of stuff. Okay. I'll see you here next Tuesday. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Looking for more resources? Go to healthfulpursuit.com for keto meal plans, weight loss programs, low-carb recipes, and oodles of free resources to get you going. Please consult a qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.